Thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for coming and thank you for staying. Yes. Amen. We don't want you to just start with us. We want you to stay with us the whole time. Get your Bible and get some kind of way to take notes because we believe God is going to speak to you and you're going to get answers for your life. Amen. One of the things that's always been my intent and uh, has always been my purpose in ministering is giving people something they can live on every day. Yes. That's always been my goal. And uh, these, this series that we've been on, on teaching on faith, earnestly contending for the faith, it's what we need for everyday life. Yes. Amen. We've been, uh, we've been making reference to our faith because we have such an important instruction to us that we find in the book of Jude when he writes and he exhorts them, earnestly contend for the faith because the faith that receives every time you don't float into, you contend for it. That we're not okay with having unanswered prayers. We're not okay with our saying not receiving. And so this is what we've been ministering on the last, I want to say this is maybe the third week that we've been on this series, but um, we invite you, if you've missed any of it, go back and watch it because uh, the things we're saying, they're dovetailing into, from one episode to another episode. We need all of it. And I, I wish I could restate it in every episode. I restate a lot, but I can't restate it all in every episode. And we don't want you to miss it because we want to have a faith that's skillful. Amen. Amen. We want to have a strong faith that gets results every time. Yes. Amen. So that's what we've been looking at. We've been taking Romans chapter four and verse 17, and we'll read this passage again. It says about Abraham, God was speaking of Abraham and said, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, that's us, we're not weak in faith. No. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. I want you to see something. Let me find something here because I'm going to jump around in my notes because this, this statement just stirs me so much when it says um, that he was not weak in faith. Then it tells why he wasn't weak in faith. And it says that he considered not his own body. Now look at that. 
Cons to consider not something means you don't touch it in your thought life. He considered not in his own life, in his own thought life, what his body told him. He didn't touch that in his thought life. If you're thinking about it, you're considering it. If you're not thinking about it, that's how you consider not. So it said, Abraham considered not his own body. He did not think about what his body told him. His body told him, you can't parent a child. But he didn't think about that. He didn't take counsel from his body. We don't take counsel from that which doesn't hold our answer. The word holds our answer. That's what we take our counsel from. Our bodies do not counsel us. They're to be a recipient of what God says. But they're not directing us in what, believe, what we believe. Our body doesn't direct us. It receives the counsel of God's word. It doesn't give us counsel. Amen. So Abraham considered not his own body. I love something um, that I believe it was Lillian B. Yeomans. She wrote this. If you don't have Lillian B. Yeomans' four books on divine healing, you need to get them. Sometimes I think they're even, you can find them, they're compiled into one book. But, um, and her last name is spelled Y-E-O-M-A-N-S, Yeomans. And um, she writes this about this phrase, speaking how Abraham considered not his own body. And she writes this, Consider not our blessed words. They are an unfailing refuge from fiery darts. What are fiery darts come? They're thoughts that try to get you to think about the wrong thing. But when you say, I consider not that, you're saying, I'm not thinking those thoughts. I'm not taking that into my thought life. I will not turn that over and over in my thought life. So I love what she says. Consider not is an unfailing refuge an unfailing refuge from the fiery darts that come against the mind. The words consider not are a heavenly atmosphere. Oh. I like that. Yes. It's a heavenly atmosphere. Yes. Why? When I consider not what's against me, I'm considering what's for me. Oh, Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. I cons it's not about not considering the wrong thing, but it's also including considering the right thing. That's how you keep from considering the wrong thing mm -hmm. is you keep considering the right thing, yes. which is the word and what God yes. says. Amen. These words consider not are a heavenly atmosphere where no germ or disease can survive for the fraction of a second because you consider not it cannot reach you. Then she says this, do not accord or do not give to the to the physical symptoms, a passing thought. Yeah. Ah, because so many people think that they have to constantly, uh -huh. yeah. if I could say this, uh, be aware uh -huh. right. of what they're facing. Mm -hmm. But the words consider not authorize us to not give a passing thought to the physical symptoms. Refuse to take those symptoms into your calculations. Then the, she writes this, if you consider your own body paying attention to the symptoms, that's why they persist. Oh, that's good. Wow. As long as you consider them, they will persist. Wow. Why? Because they're getting your attention. What yeah. gets your attention gets movement. Right. Yeah. 
If you give the, the word your attention, the word gets movement. Yeah. You give the opposition your attention, the opposition gets movement. You give depression your attention, it gets movement. You, get, you give fear your attention, it gets movement. Right. What you're considering is what you're attending to. Yes. And God already told us in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, my son, attend to my words. Right. Yes. Why? If, because he lets us know his words will produce the right things. Yes. Yes. Considering uh, putting our attention on the wrong thing will produce wrong things in our life. So I love what she says. If you consider your own body paying attention to the symptoms, that's why they persist. And as long as you consider them, what's that mean? Think about them. Right. Think about them. Yes. They will persist. Yeah. We recognize when there are symptoms, not so we can ignore it, but so we can put our faith on it. It's not just ignoring and acting like they're not there. Right. It's putting our faith on what tries yes. to come that is not welcome. Uh-huh. Amen. We don't allow. It says when we read there in, in uh, Romans 4, we call those things which be not as though they were. So if we say if healing is not there in the body, we tell it, get there. It does, it says, we, uh, we, faith calls those things which be not as though they were. It doesn't say it calls those things that be as though they're not. Right. Don't do the flip side. When something is there, don't act like it's not there. If the wrong thing is there, get the right thing on it. Put the word on that yes. thing. Amen. Because I've seen people uh, think that by them acting like there are no symptoms yeah. is faith. That's not faith. Faith is recognizing it's there, but recognizing it has no right to stay there. So you're applying what has the right to stay there and what dominates you, and that's what Jesus provided for you. So you you speak with what is there based on what God says is to be there. Amen. You don't act like there's no you don't act like there's there's no symptoms. You understand that? You don't act like something is, 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 isn't there that needs to be dealt with with the word. So faith calls those things which be not. So if, um, if a part of your body isn't working right, you say, I say it works in Jesus' name. You're putting your faith on that thing. You're not acting like there's no need. Right. Yes but you're putting your attention on the right thing, the right flow. You're not putting your attention on the need. You're putting your attention on the answer to the need. Amen. So I I so appreciate these words when it says that Abraham, uh, he was not weak in faith. How how was he not weak in faith? He didn't consider his own body. What you put your mind on is going to determine where you end up. You can't just let your mind go anywhere and think you're going to arrive at the right place. So uh, strong faith pays attention to its thought life. So, and being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. I want to, I want to jump over here and I want to just take this phrase about, it says, and Abraham was fully persuaded. Now, faith doesn't mean, you're not in faith because you believe God can do something. That's right. That's not faith. Faith is saying God does it for me now. Even people that aren't born again believe God can do things. Yeah. Because there are people who have a respect that there is a God and that he can do great things. They believe that. Where they're missing it, they never say God's doing it for me now. Faith says God's doing it for me now. It's not believing that God can, it me, it's believing he's doing it right now, yeah. right now. Yes. Why? Yeah. Now faith is a substance. Yes. Yes. Until you say the word now, you're not in faith. You're not saying that things are manifested now. You're saying power's working now. You're right. saying the word yes. is working now. You're saying God has, has yes. sent power to your need, yes. even though the manifestation might not be in evidence. Yeah. Right. Power's working right now. I'm in faith because I know this. I receive right now what's working, whether I see it or not. I don't have to see power working to know it's working. Amen. So this is key. Faith doesn't just mean that we believe that God can. We, it means we believe he's doing it for me now. For me now. And it says about Abraham... And being fully persuaded, uh, that word fully is important and the word persuaded is important. Um, Abraham was fully persuaded that God would do what he said he would do. He was fully persuaded, not partially persuaded. A lot of times people say, well, I don't know why the manifestation isn't coming. It, It calls for being fully persuaded, not partially persuaded. It was a process and we looked at it in the previous episodes. God spoke to Abraham his plan Mm -hmm. when Abraham was 75 years old. It wasn't until Abraham was 99, 24 years later that he saw where he's missing it. He believed something without saying it. As we said in the previous episode, it's not enough to have faith in your heart. Faith has to be in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. That if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, believe in your heart and confess and confess with your mouth. Why? Believe in your heart, but confessing with your mouth gets what you're believing in your heart out and released and moving in behalf of your life. So we, conf- we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth. Amen. Amen. And that's when the manifestation comes. Abraham believed something for 24 years and got nothing. But when he was 99, God showed him how to be effective, changed his name, put his, na- put his name in his mouth, calling himself the father of many nations. And within three months, he had a child after he called. 24 years believing without calling got nothing. Three months of calling manifestation. It doesn't take long once you call. 
It doesn't take long once you call. But it's about a lifestyle of calling. Yes. Yes. Not, just, not just periodically. Right. When you get interested. Now, we were talking about Jude earnestly contending for the faith. Earnest, earnest is going to call us to, to a consistent lifestyle of faith. Yes. Yes. To earnestly contend. We're interested. We're earnest about it. We're consistent with yes. it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, when we are consistent, when we're earnest about something and we've earnestly got it in our mouth, it's not going to take long. No. If, if it's taking long, are you earnest enough? Yeah. Not do you have enough faith. Are you earnest enough with your faith? Are you consistent with your faith? Are you interested enough in your faith to say, I'm not going to leave this, this need unanswered? Praise God. Amen. Many wonder why their answer that they're believing for hasn't shown up. Now let's go back. It says Abraham was fully persuaded. So I want you to see something. Many wonder why isn't my answer showing up? They're not full. You have to be full of what you're persuaded about. He was fully persuaded, not part empty. Part supply. No, he had, he was fully persuaded, fully persuaded. Um, so it shows up when we're full of the word we're standing on. Amen. If you need healing, get full of healing scriptures and then speak out of that fullness. You need finances, get full of prosperity scriptures. Then speak out of that fullness. You're fully persuaded. If you're having problems in your marriage, get full of love. Love scriptures. Feed on love scriptures. Get those abounding in you. And then you speak. Because what you're full of is what's going to manifest. Good or bad. You're full of fear, that's what's going to manifest. You're full of worry, that's what's going to manifest. You're full of anxiety, that's what's going to manifest. Abraham was fully persuaded. He was full on the inside of him. He was full in believing that what God said would come to pass. Now, here it says that Abraham was fully persuaded. Um, this is where a lot of people miss it is they're not easy to persuade. I said they're not easy to persuade. We need to be easy to persuade. Let me pull this up because I keep jumping around here because that's kind of how I teach. (laughs) Faith people are easy to persuade. They're not hard to persuade. When they see something is in line with the word, they're quick to grab it. That doesn't mean they're gullible. That doesn't mean they believe anything that anybody says. I don't believe anything hook, line, and I don't believe any person hook, line, sinker, tackle box and all. But once I see it's in the word, that's it. I'm on. I'm I'm on that. That We need to be easy to be persuaded. If you're overly analytical, it will be difficult for people to persuade you with what God says. Just, you know, if you practice being analytical, meaning calculating, reasoning, trying to get a handle on it mentally before you'll choose to believe it, you'll be slow in your believing. You won't, you're not, you won't be easy to persuade. Just because someone is highly educated, it was really the highly educated people 
around Jesus, the Pharisees, uh-huh. the scribes, the doctors of the law. Yeah. Those were the ones that opposed him because they had so much knowledge up here in their mind that they tried to process everything he said through their mind. And you can't process miracles through your mind. Yeah, that's right. Your heart can believe things your mind cannot grasp. The faith in your heart can believe things that your mind cannot grasp. And this is why the highly educated around Jesus Mm -hmm. struggled so much with what he said because so much of what he said was, this is impossible. He was always dealing with the impossible. Why? Because he's dealing with God's realm where everything is possible. Jesus was speaking of the possibility realm, God's realm, and he was speaking that possibility realm into the impossible realm, which is the natural realm. There's a lot of things that are impossible in the natural realm, but all things are possible with God and his realm. So Jesus would speak to this natural realm in his earthly ministry. He would speak to this, into this natural realm, all the things that were possible in God's realm. But it sounded to the naturally ruled man, the carnally ruled man, the mentally ruled man, it sounded impossible. But he, Jesus wasn't speaking about this realm. He was speaking about God's realm. Does that make sense to you? All things are possible with God. Everything is easy in his realm. Everything is easy for God. In the natural realm, there are things impossible to man. But God's not guilty of that impossible. Of what's impossible to man, don't accuse God of that because it's all possible with him. So that's why those highly educated were so used to dealing with this realm out here that they struggled when they heard another realm, the realm of possibility talked about. They go, we don't get that. And then they wouldn't receive it. They were hard to persuade. Faith is easy to persuade because we're not locking down on this realm. We're locked in on God's realm, the possibility realm. Amen. Amen. That doesn't mean that everyone who's highly educated is doubters. That doesn't mean that. But I'm just saying too many times what we know about this realm can get in the way of being persuaded about what is said of God's realm. So we recognize that. We all have to deal with that. And some form or another, we all have to deal with that. And we say, I'm easy to persuade. When I hear it's the word, when I see it's the word, when I know it's the word, I'm jumping on. I'm quick to jump on. I will not be gullible. I I will not be uh, prone to error because there is a spirit of error. The word talks about the spirit of error. I don't believe the spirit of error. I believe the spirit of God. And when I see something in the word and it bears witness with my spirit because the Holy Spirit is in there and it bears witness with my spirit, I'm going to be easy to persuade. That means quick to believe. Quick to believe. Quick to believe. Amen. Now, Faith believes for one reason, because God said it, period. Because God said it. Not because circumstances agreed, not because circumstances showed, not because my calculations figured it out. No, I don't believe because of anything mental. I believe for one reason, God said it. What did God say? Then that's what I'm going with. I can't tell you the the number of times, especially after my husband's home going, when there were so many things to deal with in many realms, 
uh, legal realms, with financial things, all, all these different things. They looked to be going the wrong way. And I would go back, what did God tell me about this? And I would tell my need what God said. Yes. I would tell my circumstance what God said. No, God said that it's going to end up this way. That's I don't care. Good. It can look like it's going off, off rail, right. off track mm-hmm. all at once. I don't care. Right. Because I'm not attaching my faith to what is on track or off track. Right. I'm attaching my faith to what God says. Right. And that holds us steady. Amen. I love something Dr. Lester Summerall said. My, my, my. Dr. Lester Summerall was our pastor for many years. Dad Hagen was our spiritual father. But Dr. Summerall was a pastor to our life. And he said this, when you walk in the faith realm, you just removed yourself from this world. You removed yourself from what the eyes see, from what the ears hear, and the fingers touched, and you placed yourself in another world, the world of faith. In that world, you must accept the Word of God. Since God says it, it's just that way. (laughs) Everyone's living in some world. Choose it. Choose your world. You can choose the limitations of this world, or you can choose the possibilities of God's world. Where everything is possible. Amen. Faith isn't dealing with what men say. Faith isn't dealing with what circumstances say. Faith isn't dealing with what feelings and emotions says. Faith is dealing with one thing, what God says. Don't believe anything more than you believe what God says. Don't believe your emotions. Don't believe your body. Don't believe your checkbook. Don't believe your feelings. Don't believe your past. Don't believe fear. Don't believe doubt. Don't believe anything more than you believe what God says. And when you believe what God says, everything else has to bow to what God says. Amen. Listen, you don't have to figure it out. You just have to speak it out. Amen. Just speak it out. To faith, when God says something, that's enough. That settles it for me. That settles it for me. He said he'd supply all my needs. That settles it. In the face, in the face of circumstances, that settles it for me. So I say this to you. What is it that you need different in your life? Make a list and make it a lifestyle of saying it. What's the word say about this? Many times people just don't even have focus with their faith. They're just randomly saying this and that. What is it? that you need to change? What is it that needs to be different? What is it that really you should be experiencing that you're not of what God says is yours? Make a list. Say it every day. This is what the Word says about these things. Amen. That's one way to earnestly contend. People are just saying, what, what are you believing for? Well, I'm believing for a lot. Well, what is it? If you can't be specific, you're, you're just generally believing and you'll generally get nothing. But we believe specifically what God says. Amen. Well, we're so glad you've joined us for these episodes and you don't want to miss next time. And remember this, until then, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky at World Harvest Church of Paducah, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.